Hello and welcome to Fans of the Genre, episode 8 for December 26, 2016. I'm Brian Swanson. I'm Mikey Krieger. And I'm Rhodes Blart Mall. Co- Wait, Mikey, is that you again? Aww. Did you, did you do that again? No, I, I think that was just a, a good old uh, Christmas spookster. Uh-oh. Is there a Google Doc ghost? Yeah. Uh, yes, sometimes an obvious ghost pop up. That's it's true. A, it's Patrick <laughs> Swayze. From Ghost. Um... Have you guys noticed, by the way, that like certain topics will come up in yes. all of the podcasts that you're listening? Hey, cool. Moving on. Um, certain like if you're listening to a bunch of podcasts that have no relationship to one another, they invariably will talk about the same thing. Yes. Like I think Comedy Button recently just talked about ghosts fucking, and then I think it was a Bim Bam like two weeks ago, or. No, it was like Twitter. I don't know. Something, well, things were popping up about ghosts fucking. On um, my brother, my brother and me, that's like a recurring. No, that's pretty regular. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's just on a doll watch. That's true. I'm, that's true. Yeah. I'm catching up on like five podcasts right now while I'm on no. vacation. And it's like, I'm hearing all of these popular topics from two weeks ago. And it's kind of crazy. See, yeah. I, it old. I fell behind when I was on vacation, actually. Well, vacation for Brian is just sitting at home reading about Star Wars. Yeah. yeah yes. That was me, today. me is uh, traveling down the coast and seeing a Star Wars. Talk to me about San Fran Dixo. Oh, yep. That is how you wrote it in the uh, production notes. Uh, yeah. I went to San Francisco, took a break. My first real chance of getting out of Washington state since I moved up here for school some two odd years ago. So went down, crashed with my friend, uh, Ate way too much expensive food. Went to a really cool science museum that had an exhibit on rocks. Uh, I went and saw a Star War. I went to um, a couple of trivia nights down there. Just kind of had a very like low key, just kind of take a break from everything. Kind of trip down to San Francisco, and it was really nice. Um, Good for you. That's fun. Also, like Ubers and Lyfts are super cheap down there, and it pisses They're me off. So expensive in Seattle. Yeah, it's unreal. It's Ooh. like. Twelve dollars for like an average ride. I thought that's just what everyone was paying for lifts, and so when, like I would see all my friends on Twitter, like, "Oh, we're you know just waiting for our lift, doing this." I'm like, "How can they fucking afford that?" It's like, yeah, yeah, like across, like so from the mission to Inner Richmond, which is probably like three or four city miles, and mm-hmm. uh, it's like maybe a twenty minute ride is like five six dollars. Are you kidding me? Wow. No. I can't use an Uber for for my uses. I feel like I never get away for less than thirty. Yeah, so I know my friend is uh, my friend George is going to be super pissed about me saying it on here. Uh, but I got stranded in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, we took a super last minute trip to IKEA and decided that hey, let's invite a fourth person into this small sedan um, <laughs> on this IKEA trip. And we got over there, got all this, you know, had a great trip, did all these things, and then get everything out to the car and realize, oh, shit, we don't have room for people and Ikea. Mm. So, um, so they problem, left you there, didn't they? No. So uh, we, we just took an, an Uber back from Oak, like from Oakland all the way to, like, the northwest corner of San Francisco. And, yeah, that was, like, $20, $25. And, like, yeah, and I, I like that. That's I, totally reasonable. Yeah, and I've taken, like, probably from the stadiums in Seattle to my place is, like, I don't know, 10 miles. and if, the, No, not even. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's like six. And yeah. like, there are a couple highways that make it super easy, but it's never going to be cheaper than like 30 bucks. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. It took me like 25 bucks to get from my home to the convention centers during PAX. Well, here's the thing they can make Uber so cheap because everyone's paying so much in rent in San Francisco. Yes. Yeah. Well, I pay a good amount. Yeah, not, we, not nearly I San pay, Francisco I, rent, but. Uh, yeah, I pay a lot of money for rent, too. Um, yeah. Look at us. Hey, I know. Well, look at Uber. Oh, I think I recently boys. got Uber for the first time. Like, oh, yeah, less like than a year about, ago. <laughs> yeah, less than a year ago. Good job, Bellingham. Good job, Bellingham. Um, Mikey, we didn't tell you this, but we're switching up the format. Nice. We're going to talk about our topics before we talk about what we've played. Cool. Because um, we end up spending a lot of time talking about our our games yeah no I was, I was actually planning on trying to get through it as quickly as possible but we just like our games that we play our games yeah. uh i this is like a new year's gaming resolution and just content resolution that sounds like a tech term ding um, content ding i know that was intentional uh well, i want to stop it sounds like conflict con- resolution right i think I that's why it cons- sounds really good I want to stop consuming content that I know I'm not going to like. What was that? One more time? Con- content conflict resolution. I'm going to stop consuming content. I'm going to be a bad con- content consumer. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like whether I want to be part of a bigger conversation about something or if I just have, like, a morbid curiosity about something, I end up playing something that I know I'm not going to enjoy. And that sort of... Uh, that sort of happened when I was almost going to buy Hitman. Like, I know I enjoy Hitman, but I wasn't going to get into it. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. been on sale so much that I wanted to, like, try it out. But if I know I'm not going to beat it or give it the time I think it deserves, I'm going to stop. Um, I'm going to stop doing it. Same thing with movies. Like, I know I'm probably not going to enjoy the next DC comic book movie unless it's getting good reviews. And I have no interest in wasting money on something I know is bad. So, yep. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Do you guys have any other like gaming resolutions or something? I felt that way about Thumper when it came to like avoiding games that I'm not going to like. Is everyone cared about Thumper for like a hot week, and I almost bought it, and then uh, same. Yeah, you know who's not talking about Thumper now? Everyone. Yeah. Good point. Um. Yeah, I kind of. I, I guess I kind of did it this year. Like I always try to get. Um something like relatively quick after it comes out like i same got the ps4 on launch and then i got the xbox before the first price drop so within the first like six months um yeah that i I got it when the connect was mandatory because i really wanted to play titanfall Mm -hmm. um and i it took like i was planning on like saving for psvr and like really set aside um started saving aside money and I ended up needing a bit of it and then put the rest of it towards my uh, San Francisco trip. So, like, I absolutely say that I made the right decision on that call. But um, oh, man. on the other hand, I am currently saving up for a Switch. Um, yeah, so that's actually, I don't know if I'm going to get that when it comes out. You guys, so, are, you guys both seem pretty gung-ho about getting it. For me, I'm a little hesitant. For me, like, I, like where I'm standing at right now, it can't be really worse than the Wii U, and I mm-hmm. don't regret buying a Wii U. Um, where f- with right. PSVR, there's going to be cheaper bundles, and yeah. right right now there's like, like I want to play Thumper and I want to play Super Hypercube, and 
um, yeah, I, I know I can play those later. Those will be there waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends on what Switch is coming out with uh, on launch day. If it's not Zelda, um, apparently it's supposed to be Mario. And either way, I, I'm going to want to play that. And yeah. Uh, I, I, even the, like, even on flops, like that are considered for Nintendo, I've always enjoyed every system I had and, uh, and actually like if you can find a Wii U for cheap, which I'm sure you can, there's like an amazing library to play. You can find a Wii U period right now. Well, I I think you can find Wii U's just not, uh, 3DS's or the NES classics. Yeah. They're sold out, uh, all around town here right now, which is interesting. Well, I, I guess they did stop manufacturing them a few months ago, so there's not really like any supply New to replenish what gets bought. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think it, yeah, like if you get a Wii U right now, depending on what the backwards compatibility is like is on a Switch, because I know that you're not going to be able to play the discs on it because it yeah. doesn't have a disc drive. But if there's um, something tied to your Nintendo ID for your digital downloads, though, that'd be sweet. Well, yeah, and you register games that you get on your yeah. My Nintendo, so if there's That's any true. way that yeah. Um, you can take those and carry it over. So if you bought a used copy, then you won't be able to carry that over. But N- Nintendo likes that because they don't want to encourage you to buy from uh, like secondhand yeah. shops. Resellers. Yeah, yeah they, they want you to buy it from them. So at that point, it's not necessarily that like you deserve that kind of treatment, but it's logical that Nintendo would be like, well, yeah, you didn't buy it from us, so time to pony up. Yeah, um, I mean, not to beat the like, the horse about Nintendo though, but it seems like what everything that, that feels like a logical decision for Nintendo, they typically just don't do. Sometimes, like so, that sorry, sounds yeah. like something really nice, but I just have no faith that they would let you have games you already purchased. I think um, a lot of that's gone out the door with Iwata, um, not no mm-hmm. longer being in charge. Who's uh, for anyone not familiar? Sato Iwata was the president of Nintendo from the time of like the 64 GameCube and um, up until a year and a half or so ago, he passed Mm -hmm. away and uh, that's currently been replaced. And I think a lot of the conservative business decisions that Nintendo made came largely from him. And Mm -hmm. I think that with this new guy and a lot of stockholder pressure, um, because even though Nintendo's like resting on a lot of money, they haven't been creating it the way that they used to. And so they really need to step that up and get sales Mm -hmm. out the door and, Mm-hmm. I think they know that that was one of the largest failings of the Wii U is that it didn't become uh, what it should have been, which is like a haven for these virtual console games and these retro games that you can't get anywhere. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I think they they largely just kind of underestimated uh, appeal in like the NES Classic and Amiibo, like all these things that they keep creating but don't create actually enough of. Yeah, I don't know if it's, it, it seems weird to keep underestimating things though. Cause like there's the same problem with the Wii for a while and that might've been like an anomaly because like we had nothing like it and there's nothing that culturally significant in a long time in gaming. Yeah. But like they've done the whole manufactured demand thing for a long time. And I don't think you can just chalk it up to not knowing expectations um, well, yeah, and if if you look at that timeline, though, that's all during Iwata. That's true. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and before then, like, b- bef- before Iwata's passing, they were so tepid about like like smartphones were the enemy. 
to Nintendo. Like yeah. they were scared to death of them. And now that they're, you know, having sense, they're now like in bed with them with Super Mario Run, with, uh, I know Pokemon Go isn't necessarily like completely there. Chaymon. Chaymon Go. Um, but yeah, like you're starting to see them, you know, do more, uh, like potentially dangerous things like yeah. going to new markets and they're trying new things. And I really think and hope that that's what's kind of, uh, in Nintendo's future is that they're being a little bit more bold. They're taking bigger chances and like, they yeah. know that they need to sell a bunch of switches. They can't play this Koi game anymore. Cause it didn't work with the Wii. Yeah. And like, I want they, that to be the they case. can't have another failure. Yeah. I, I also hope that, that, yeah, I also hope that, um, they realize that having separate virtual consoles for each system they put out is kind of silly. I mean, if you buy it on, if you buy it on the Wii and it's the same game as the one that comes out on the 3DS and the Wii U, you should buy it once and own it for all systems. I think, I think it's silly to segment it. Like so many people have bought super Mario brothers like multiple times just because they couldn't get it on the system they were currently playing. Yeah. That's why I, have a hard time seeing the appeal of the Nintendo or the NES yeah. classics. Like, yeah, same. I've owned so many of those games so many times and the and other ones funny. are on you there know, too. And we're saying, I think we're talking about like things we want from a consumer point of view, but like you're saying, like they're conservative business back practices to make people buy the same stuff over and over again. Cause they know their, their, their core fan base will do just that. Like, I mean, it actually makes good business sense cause you're just, making more money but like yeah. it'd be really really nice if we didn't have to spend you know however much it is to get mario on everything i don't know yeah no i i don't know if we're gonna get that in terms of having like cross pla- uh, cross-platform purchases but mm-hmm. i do feel like they like from everything that they've been saying they want nintendo switch to be like their main focus going forward i've never thought that it's going to replace the 3ds but if that's kind of what they're banking on is then they really can't have a lackluster back back catalog of games available. Like they have these great games for Wii U that this system can process. I don't know if the dual, uh, dual screen ones are going to work like zombie U, but like you don't need that for Mario Kart or smash bros or Bayonetta or Hyrule warriors or, um, super Mario 3d world. Like those games should be able to just run on a switch pad. Like yeah. with relatively no problem. So yeah. putting those games that a lot of people missed on there would be huge. And then actually like putting that back catalog of games, cause you know, you've already made so many different ports of, uh, Mario and Donkey Kong country and, you know, earthbound now, like you throw those on the switch. Like, I think that, that, that that's your selling point. Like, yeah, we have all these NES games, all these super Nintendo games, all the way up to the GameCube. We have so many of these games, like already yeah. on here day one. Like that was the thing for the Vita with me is that with PS plus you were getting Vita games as long as you claimed them. And then when I finally got right. a Vita, I, you know, you I had, had a like whole a whole library, yeah, like 12, 15 games to play on it. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Um, I, I honestly, with the, with the NES classic, I kind of just wanted it because I think it's cute. We'll put it on my desk. <laughs> See, that's what I do understand is having it like, on a shelf or as part of your entertainment system. But I want that, but I don't want to like fight. You don't want to sit three it. feet away from your TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think what this sort of, what, what listeners can really get out of this is the switch is probably going to be good. 
hopefully going to be good, but at the end of the day, you'll probably have to wait a couple months to get it unless you pre-order it and like get lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's kind of why is that if there's this artificial demand that, you know, which I, I think they're smarter than at this point, but, uh, I'm going to make sure that I have one because I've, like console wise, I've never really been let down by Nintendo. They're, you know, games here and there like Star Fox. Um, those always kind of bum me out. Even, even though yeah. we all kind of agreed that we really like Assault. <laughs> yeah, Assault is a really good Star Fox game. Star Fox Assault, the second game on the GameCube. Uh, second Star Fox game, that is. Um, <laughs> should we move on to a different topic? Because um, that was that was we deviated a little bit from our original topic, but that's okay. I think that it will tie um, well. The Nintendo conversation will tie well into what Mikey's about to say. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, we we're just talking about Super Mario Run. My current topic is that always online requirements on mobile games are kind of just fucking my shit up in yeah. every regard. So uh, for for people who don't get it, like certain games like Super Mario Run, they require an internet connection. Uh, for combating piracy is what the official statement is. Yeah. Um, Which is odd. Go go ahead. Yeah, so to play Super Mario Run, you need to be connected to the internet. Um, And I was playing in San Francisco, and we'd be, like, on a bus or in an Uber, and, like, I knew that my... I was running out of data on my phone, so I, you know, I elected not to play Super Mario Run. Instead, I, you know, played a solitaire game that i've played a million times um that i can play in uh airplane mode if i need to but like i was listening to um or i was reading the waypoints interview with shigeru miyamoto who's the creator of mario and was uh heavily involved with the production of this game and he's like oh yeah it's like a perfect game for you know playing on a bus ride it's like mm-hmm. but not really because again not you're dude because then you're using your own data and yeah. in america a lot of buses happen to go underground and in tunnels where perception does not exist so like it, it's yeah. it's just really frustrating if it's like i could play it at home on, on my couch and i feel like it is a bit um more demanding and then that i could sit there and actively focus on it but I like I like playing mobile games a little bit more passively and like you know yeah like, while well, I'm just trying to fill time, and a lot of times that's whenever I'm, like, in transit or something, or yeah. I'm, you know, at the very least not near Wi-Fi, and it's just really frustrating, because I, I really like Super Mario Run. I like the, uh, like, the friend features I've never really used on any game before on my phone, other than, like, Words with Friends, and that's just mm-hmm. purely, like, playing with somebody. Otherwise, I'd, you know, never have any kind of interactive experience with other people. Uh, on yeah. any mobile games, but yeah, I really like Super Mario, Super Mario Run. I, I've done all of the free content and then a few of the online Toad rallies, which are basically yeah. you, you're just competing against other players' ghosts for um, collecting coins and your style points based on how you progress uh, through a level. I have a question about that. Yeah, do the ghosts fuck? <laughs> I mean, fuck. you assume that's how you get baby okay. ghosts. That's true. Okay. Or oh, baby ghost booze. Yeah, ask, do, ask Grace to explain uh, the birds and the bees to you. Rhodes. Do, do booze fuck? <laughs> do booze fuck? I don't know. Do booze fuck? Do booze fuck? 
I don't know. Um, but about Mario, I have another. Yeah, I, I totally agree about the always online shit. I was I started it up um, on the bus ride home the other day. Yeah. And I do this every single fucking day where I open up my phone expecting to download a podcast or, or whatever. I have unlimited data, so it's not so much of a concern for me. Um, I realize that not everyone has that. But I always open up my phone at the same dead zone above ground at the start of I-5 heading toward my my home. Um, and I open up Mario Run expecting to be able to play it. But like it won't let me start playing until it downloads more more stuff there's like a huge content patch or something where it was just downloading and i had like the i could it was like a hundred percent meter right and i could just slowly slowly watch it tick up or close the app and play a different game um whereas i would like to have just downloaded it once and just play it uh yeah yeah that that sounds really frustrating um I don't think I have any other games with the exception of games that are actually like intended to be internet games that require that Mm -hmm. always online connection. And so uh, me being someone who doesn't happen to jailbreak their phone, I have no idea what the piracy scene is like, but it's crazy on Android from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Less so on iOS. I can, I can see that for sure. Um, Yeah. It just seems like, like a weird archaic random nintendo decision that has a justification but no one's happy about Mm -hmm. see with a game like pokemon go i totally get it like yeah yeah. you're you're actively taking in data you have to but on super mario run where it's you know other than like your friend scores on levels and like getting these ghosts uh like there's no real reason you know like if even if they locked out like the toad rally stuff which is that um like playing your run against someone else's run, like just make that not functional when you're offline, because I understand that you were actively needing that data, but for you to not be able to play just like the standalone levels is really bizarre to me. Yeah. And it's like, if to me, I can, I can understand another justification for like, well, yeah, but we're going to regularly update the game, like, like through our own servers and by adding content to it and everything. I keep on saying the word now. Um, but I, the other part of me is like, yeah, like that's what patches are for. Yeah. Like you can make me wait till I get to Wi-Fi and download a patch to get the new stuff. Yeah. I don't need, it doesn't need to happen in app. Like, let me, I don't know. It is, it's a weird archaic. It almost feels like the way mobile games were released when gaming on iOS was like first becoming bigger. When people were designing games that were like, you're saying that it's more involved, Mikey. Like it does feel like something that I need to, focus a lot on and mm-hmm. i just don't think people are playing mobile games that way anymore yeah people see, have under people have reached a realization that like it shouldn't be like that it should be more passive yeah. sort of stuff well and i i feel like this is kind of the exception where like i feel like we have a lot of trends and things that in you know in our corner of gaming on you know consoles and pc where like there's something that kind of bucks you the trends or at, at the very least is yeah. you know just a different cup of tea where I feel like people on their phones, like, more often than not, they're going to their phones pretty passively, but, like, you look at how many people downloaded this game in a day. It was, it was like, 20 million in a day and 40 million in four days. Yeah. Like, yeah. like this is something that you're going to actively seek out, and you're going to try to, like, more actively play instead of just, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to browse through the App Store and just, you know, find something random to pick up. Like, this is much more of an event. 
in this field. Like, like mm-hmm. it, it's bigger than Pokemon Go, at least in terms of initial downloads. Yeah. So I, I feel like this is just different from that regard because people are expecting it at such a big, like, other than Pokemon Go and this, like, what had, like, hype leading up to its release, like, even Clash Royale, which is, you know, arguably the biggest game of the year if you're taking its total right. consumption across the calendar. Uh, like, even that didn't have any kind of, like, pre-hype release or anything. It just it kind of popped up on the App Store. It's like, oh, the guys that made Clash of Clans made a new game, and it's mm-hmm. really good. But, yeah, mm-hmm. th- this was, like, it, at E3 they let you know, or, or a director or whenever. Um, it was at an Apple event. Yeah, that, that's yeah. right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, an Apple event where it's not even just, you know, our Gamers. corner. It's, yeah. it's everyone, like, hey, we're getting Mario on the iPhone. Yeah, like my sixteen-year-old cousin was super stoked about it, and she does not play any games at all, but she uses her phone every single day. Yeah, so, so I'm I, sure through ads or targeted something, she saw the, saw it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like this is different. This is something where people are like, "No, I want a gaming experience." Like, yeah. and I don't need to, you know, drop a bunch of money for a console for it, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. You, you don't even need to drop any money for it. That's what I did. Yeah. I, I, I'm probably going to spend the 10 bucks on it, but right now I'm playing a bunch of games I bought on the PlayStation sale. I'm probably going to get something over Christmas that I'll want to play. I'm trying to read more. I've I'm been trying to read more, hooked too. on fucking Terrace House, like nobody's business. Oh, my God. The show is so good. Like, I, I Brian, have watched you watched it. more than an episode yet? Uh, I think I've watched three now, and yeah, it's, nice. it's good. Brian, it's great. It, it's it's pretty is- fun. fun yeah. Don't, don't do that shrugging, it's good thing. I'm going to just uh, say the thing where it's a little slow and I have to read the subtitles and, like, I, it's, uh, I, I can't passively put so it on and just catch, catch God the God forbid something makes you pay attention. Like anime, man. But I like anime, so it's different. Yeah, I, I haven't watched any since I've been back from San Francisco, but uh, I made my two friends I was with down there start watching it. Like, nice. Like, almost everybody that I've known has, like, been introduced to the show, myself included, like... It's like, oh, you should really watch this cool thing. And then just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then yeah, you okay, kind of whatever. get forced into watching it. You're like, oh, shit. And so yeah. I was like eight episodes deep when I showed it to them. We started back at one and then got all the way up to like 27. Wow. How many are there? 48. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I thought wow. it was going to be like 13. No, it was uh, initially 18 and then they um, got extended. Huh. Interesting. So it's like almost a full year in of boys and girls living in the city. Is it the same oh boys God, and I girls living it. in the city with an automobile? Or does it switch? No spoilers. Oh, no, you know what? Oh. I read uh, Justin McElroy's review or write up. He said people yeah. leave. No, no, like uh, th- yeah. that's that's one of the draws of the show is that people aren't like stuck in the house. For people oh. who are totally confused, it's a Japanese reality show that's <laughs> kind of like the real world, but. Actually, um, human and, and nice and yeah, charming and, and there's and not like beautiful, seemingly not a lot of producer involvement. I feel like lately, which is you know like around like the 20s and 30s, you start seeing things get nudged in a way because honestly, I, I think it's because the people were too polite and like they needed something <laughs> to throw in the air. Uh, but yeah, it's a really nice, like comforting, and it's also a beautifully shot show. Like no, yes, the cinematography how, is how amazing. How do they shoot? those like scenes without having some sort of producer involvement because there's like this isn't like big brother where there's like a little dome camera in the corner of the room i, I have a feeling there are a couple of those sort of cameras yeah the, like in, in, in the, the dinner ba- table in the, in the bedrooms 
yeah the living room like when they're out and about sure but uh notice no, that, notice how many of the the shots are just a still camera and i think it'll kind of answer that question there are yeah. definitely some yeah. followers but um uh, and not, cool. not that i'm skeptical of anything it's just like yeah we were we watching it, and people people that i was watching it with were like yeah but how did they like so tastefully zoom in on their faces while they were eating there's probably like, they, a lot of cameras set up on one wall that we'll never see yeah i want to see that wall i want to <laughs> see the camera wall yeah um brian we're gonna we're gonna do an entire episode about whether games are fart i don't keep putting it on there but we do need to talk at some point about <laughs> why video games are fart okay um we we'll can, get there we can but skip it for now the last always online topic and you know kind of naturally segues into what we're playing and we've all been playing super mario run because it's the hot new thing i the bought hotness. it i uh i the day that it came out i had a holiday party at work and i got real drunk some drink and i took the bus I, I took the bus home saw that i had it on my phone and without even playing the first level i bought it I just like did that in-app purchase and just uh yeah you just said and, like and, boop really loud and it was just bought yeah. and that sort of yeah. like <laughs> took away all uh i don't know it just made you innocent of the action you just took mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i need to figure out your friend also the friend code thing needs to fucking stop yeah with nintendo. yeah hey, yeah. hey well, that sounds like a nintendo complaint yeah um, i don't even want to go down that road of explanation but maybe just make making friends with people super yeah. archaic the, the, the way shitty. of connecting with one another is uh less than ideal let's say in, yeah. in the nintendo verse um yep. except i really do want to see your high scores and see if i'm better than you or not it's really important to me. me okay well i'll figure out i'll read my friend code over the air <laughs> right okay well i the, the suggested friends things where it connects your facebook and twitter uh are not doing hot i don't know oh, if okay. just people haven't uh, connected to it yet or or what but uh yeah i just mm-hmm. want to be people's friends mm-hmm. um i can't do this right now i also have like <laughs> i also have like two nintendo accounts and i don't know what both of them do like individually of each other but i just know that like one has my games and one does something else okay nice that's just more nintendo anyways yeah. what, what are we playing um Aside from Super Mario Run, I bought, because it's only $20, The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD nice. on Wii U. Yeah. And uh, that game is really special. Like, yep. the writing is really good. Um, I think I have, like, a nostalgic tie to the music. but Not, not even the writing, but, like, the localization. Yes, the localization like, like the taking it of a Japanese script and then making it so beautiful still. Yeah. Yeah, and then... I just, I don't know. The Wind Waker is probably one of my favorite games. And uh, I even remember being frustrated at it later at a very young age when it was coming out. And uh, I still look back on it fondly. And I think when I get to those frustrating moments, which I know that they've been ironed out a little bit for this re- re-release, mm-hmm. um, I still, I just can't help but like adore everything about yeah. this game. I- anyone who plays it knows what you're talking about. It's the Triforce hunt. Yeah. 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 You, like later on you have to hunt for like disparate pieces of the triforce and yeah it, it's of, it's yeah. kind of just padding uh yeah. the game a little bit by making you uh go all over the map trying to fish these tiny little gemstones out of the sea uh, mm-hmm. i remember that now yeah it sucked it was really bad i think yeah. i like i was you, actually you enjoying to... myself for a bit and then i realized that i like was missing one and there was like a side quest i didn't do so i didn't have the right material to like 
get to this point or something. It was really well, yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, you have to like go like try a farming rupees, which is harder to do than you'd think. And then you have to buy the, yeah, the, the special maps from Tingle. Yeah. Like yeah. you need to basically not spend any rupees the like the entire game leading up to then mm-hmm. and just hoarding them all so you can just buy the maps from Tingle because that's something yeah. that went right over my head at a young age. But anyway, yep. This game is wonderful. Uh, uh, yeah, it, otherwise like a pretty perfect game. Like yeah. as as close as I can think of any game getting there. I even like the combat has surprising depth so to it. Good. I remember I remember like spending literal hours training at the at, at the home island against <laughs> the dude who's like specialized in combat spears and like trying to rack up a high score just so I could prove that I was good at it, you know? Yeah, like, like the, the the countering and the rolling in combat. Yeah. Like it, it just it feels, feels so and fluid and beautiful. And the sound cues and everything. It's like one of the best feeling and looking Zelda games ever. I probably like it's my favorite game. one. It's my favorite three D. Yeah. yeah. Um My favorite's uh Link Between Worlds, I think. It's a good one. I need to That's the new one on the three DS? Yeah. yeah. It's 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 really good. I played it I last played year and it was great. Like it had all I, it was supposed to be just like like link to the past and it really was but then better too sometimes sometimes not all the time don't want to make enemies um but so i'm gonna keep playing that like that's definitely one of those games that i'll like keep coming back to when i feel bored with other stuff um just make a little bit of progress in that you know mm-hmm. um and then uh after i had my little telltale rant um i finished batman mm-hmm. uh the telltale game and i think most of my problems with it, aside from everything I laid out, or the fact is, like, I, I'm, I'm tired of Batman stories. Um, just mm-hmm. in general, even when they're doing new things to characters and when they're changing up origin stories or whatever that this game is getting appreciated for, like, I'm, like, a really big Batman fan, or at least I tell myself I am, and I think lately I'm just getting kind of uninspired with the character, I'm getting uninspired with his whole ethos and, like, his whole, like, every Batman story feels like the need to glorify cops a little bit and like very, I don't know. It just feels weird sometimes. Um, yeah. So I feel a little icky about Batman and I think I glommed a lot of that onto telltale's format because we just started, um, the walking dead, the new frontier, which is season three of the walking dead. And, that does things that I like, like that style of telltale game is actually pretty good. I, I, I enjoy that still. So, but yeah, yeah. like I, I think it's because like, especially in this medium, nobody else has had really good superhero games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Batman's already had good ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which is why I'm so excited for both telltale's guardians of the galaxy. Um, but like probably my most anticipated game of the year. Like it's definitely in the top three is the uh, Spider-Man game being made by Insomniac. Like, yes. Like, like, uh, actually I guess this totally ties in right now because, uh, what I've been playing lately is Song of the Deep, which is a, a 2D exploration game by Insomniac. Is that the one published by GameStop? Maybe. I don't know. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, so it says Rhodes. Uh, I'm the expert. I'm 100% gamer. It's really good. It's really pretty and has like really great immersive music and the premise is really sweet. You're a daughter trying to you build like a makeshift, makeshift submarine in a day and go looking for your father who you believe is like you don't even know like you just have a hunch is being trapped at the bottom of the sea. Um hmm. and yeah, it's a uh, 
uh, a game somewhat similar to uh, the classic franchises of Metroid and Castlevania. Um, hmm. If only there was a term that we could all colloquially use to describe those games. Yeah, there just isn't one. No, um, there really isn't one. No, it's really cool, but I am actually kind of getting... Again, I've never really experienced it before, but I'm getting a little bit like claustrophobic. Um, huh. Is because it because of its setting, like being underwater? And yeah, because you're underwater the entire time, and hmm. like you're just in a fragile little submarine, and like you're trying to avoid enemies. And um, as pretty as the game gets, like it's still largely just like dark and like darker shades of blue because huh. you're, you know, in the ocean. Yeah, is so, that like, like encouraging you to like? Does it? Do you have to explore to progress or like, cause I feel like when I get claustrophobic in games like that, I don't even want to like deviate from the, the, what it's called the critical path. You so know? It, it's relatively linear. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, and I'm kind of feeling the same thing. Like if there's just, cause it, you can pull up your map and yeah. like, like the, the uh, fog of war isn't too great on the map where like mm-hmm. it's pretty flexible in how far you can see out where like you can kind of see if there's like a, a small little, um, like side path where there's a good chance there might be some extra coins or whatever over there. So you can kind of like gauge, um, where you're going and there's always, a a marker on the map for your next objective. So if you want to just make a beeline for it, you totally can. Yeah. Um, but looking at the scale of it, like I think I kind of went into it expecting it to kind of just be one of those, like maybe like five, six hour games. Um, but I'm looking at them long. I'm looking at the map, and it seems like it's a pretty long game. Because I've I've played like four hours of it, and I'm hardly through it, like through the map. So, interesting. Um, but I, in, but it, I got it for fi- no, yeah, no problem. Uh, I got it for five bucks on the sale, and oh, if yeah. it's if it is like this this long of an experience, like it's a really good game. Hmm. Uh, it's got a nice kind of simple like upgrading system where you keep running into this like giant hermit crab that. Uh, sells you upgrades for your ship Hmm. um yeah it's really cute and it's a lot of fun and i'm probably gonna keep playing it do you guys like uh insomniac games like i respect them a lot as a developer yeah some of my earliest gaming memories were playing spyro like the ones that i remember strongest they they made all those the ps1 spyro games but like their output when it's not a traditional ratchet and clank game it's not always like super great. Like they have a lot of misses. I feel like, like they've only had one real miss with is it fuse, fuse or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But like resistance two and even resistance one aren't See, that I love great. Those. I love those games. Interesting. I don't know. But like you're saying really great things about song of the deep. I remember people weren't so hot on it when it was, when it came out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting and pretty and it's like for, it was last week's sale actually. Yeah. So, Last week oh. it was on the PlayStation Store for five bucks, and normally yeah. it's twenty. Well, that's um, a pretty good deal then. I guess yeah. maybe it's all about like how much, like the barrier to entry. I, I think yeah, if so I remember correctly, the complaints came toward the end of the game too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I so, wonder. and I, I don't know the exact amount of time I've put into it, but it feels like I barely put it in, and it's at least like three hours. Mm-hmm. So, huh. yeah, it, it's fun, but. Um, during that sale, I also got Hyperlight Drifter, which I'll... Wait, just, hold on. Sorry. Just real quick. Alex Viggy asked... Oh. Um, another question. Well, he has another question for later. Uh, what holiday game deals have you taken advantage of? Oh. 
the PlayStation <laughs> holiday sale. There you go. Where you got Song of the Deep and? Uh, I got Hyperlight Drifter, which is a game I've been excited about for uh, like two, two packs now, so mm-hmm. a little over a year and a half. Uh, it's a very like stylized uh like pixelated action game like it's got mm-hmm. like a kind of bright neon uh like um, like anime fantasy aesthetic with like some weird cyberpunk yeah stuff mixed in there it's a yeah. very weird mis- mishmash of kind of aesthetic themes but it's really pretty it's got a very great vibe about it the combat is kind of dark soulsian where it's difficult but fair um but it has a few like upgrading systems and uh like and you kind of want to be drawn into the world but it's all told to you through like like people will like start speaking and then just images appear like mm-hmm. telling the story and there's no dialogue or subtitles or anything so it's just like you're kind of left to piece everything on your own a bit and it's definitely a game where you just kind of where I feel that I want it to just tell me these things like give me this story yeah. Like it, it just kind of feels like a half-assed way of trying to deliver the story, hmm. unfortunately. And yeah, it's got like these upgrade systems that it doesn't explain to you, but you can go into a store and try messing with it. So uh, I'm going to try getting back into it because it, the game plays phenomenally and it's stunning to look at and it's just such a beautiful experience otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to try playing it with like a wiki in front of me. Um, just cause like dark souls, like the reward for me is in the combat and it's in yeah. like the gunplay. And yeah. so I'm going to try giving that another chance. Um, yeah, I'm curious to hear if, if, if giving it more time will help you appreciate it more. Yeah. Cause honestly for like dark souls, which dark souls three is probably my favorite game this year. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, I actually enjoyed that game much more when I was playing with a wiki because a lot of the satisfaction from that game doesn't necessarily come from, like, figuring stuff out or, like, the looting or anything like that. But, like, the combat in that game is so rewarding. And mm-hmm. while you can kind of, like, teach the cues and stuff, ultimately you need to have the ability to beat it. And that's what this game is like, where in a game where combat's a little bit more forgiving and you're not punished so much for, like, going out and exploring and kind of being a little careless... Like, I, I then I like kind of playing it on my own and at my own pace. But yeah. with this, I feel like I need something like a companion to like help me get through it. So mm-hmm. you're okay with because some folks really appreciate this part of it. But you're okay with uh, mm-hmm. sort of skipping the looking at patterns and understanding how enemies work, and it's fine to read that for you. But then still have oh. to like do the actual thing. No, and and so like whenever I'd play Dark Souls, like. I would know when I was coming up to a boss, but I would try to figure out the boss on my own. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's more for like trying to get through the world and like, um, like finding items. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Yeah. Having a wiki for that is really, really helpful. Exactly. And so that's kind of what I need it for this, where it's like, I'm supposed to go somewhere and I know where it's at, but I like the games. I'm not noticing the cues. It's trying to get me and trying to mm-hmm. lead me that way. Mm-hmm. And so I would just rather, like at least have a reference. Like I'll, I usually try things out on my own, but I don't just like it kills the pace for me if I have to you know stop and completely retrace my steps and figure out what I missed. Like I'd rather just do it and then get on to the next thing. Yeah, totally. Um, 
But the last thing I picked up on uh, the PlayStation sale was SteamWorld Heist. That game is awesome. It's like XCOM Lite. It's so good. Yeah. No, I I played it that at PAX last year and fell in love with it. And I wanted to get it on Vita for the longest time, but my Vita's been dead. And it was on sale, and I was like, okay, I can't not get this anymore. Yeah. Um, And it is just as good as the little slice of it I got at PAX like two years ago. So, like, that's that's like a 2D turn-based... Strategy. Even, strategy game? Yeah, but, yeah. Like, but, like, 2D, it's not top-down. It's, like, uh, uh, side-to-side. Side-to-side. What's that term called when you, like, cut through a ship or, like, a display and you can see the... I don't know. Anyway, um, that's yeah, cool. So I like that game a lot. It, it, uh, it's a lot like what I wanted Codename Steam to be, mm-hmm. where it's, like, that, like, that turn-based strategy with, um, like, verticality. It's set in a steampunk world, but for totally different reasons. Um, it's got gunplay, but this has like more RPG mechanics and, uh, and also like, it's just charming as all hell. Like all the, like all the characters so far are actually really funny. It's got a really good sense of humor. Um, it's got pretty accessible RPG and skill progression mechanics and, uh, yeah, it's very accessible. It's like, uh, super, I don't know. It has all like the, um, the, like you're saying, the RPG, RPG, ugh, RPG stuff of like a, like an XCOM game or another game, but it, yeah, it, like, it like, really, like really does a good job of like explaining things to you. And I think it's, it's easy to totally. pick up without a ton of work. It's yeah, really like, easy to get into. Like weapons have like actual, like, Oh, like this is what you'll get for critical hits. This is the damage mm-hmm. it does. And like, they're all kind of ranked in similar ways and they all have their trade-offs, like their pros and their cons. And, dealing with these characters and like figuring out the strategy. Um, yeah. And, and I think the best part of all that is like, it's not so with XCOM and I keep comparing it because like they do feel really similar to play, but with XCOM, when you're setting up a shot and aiming at a target, it's like a random number generator. So you get like a per- exactly. percentage with this. It's not random. Like, you know, if you're going to hit somebody or not. Um, and the way it does that is like you watch your character will point out their gun and it'll bob up and down. And like each gun typically has like a laser sight that comes out and you can just like trace where the bullet will go as it bounces around the room. Um, so, and you're like, there's nothing telling you whether or not you're going to get it except for if that laser sight lines up with your target. Yeah. And you um, can like bank shots off the walls. Like mm-hmm. you can do like crazy stuff. Like it's kind of cartoony. Really good. And, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. That's the thing is it feels great. Like whenever, um, like you're like a couple floors up or down or below an enemy and then like you just like line up the shot perfectly and like it mm-hmm. kind of has like a bit of a slow motion like mm-hmm. not quite like full on bats or anything but like it's just it's so rewarding and uh like all the characters are like kind of grimy robots yeah um like they were like we're on like a like farming planet that like ran out of water or whatever like water's the currency in the game and so it's a, like it feels like if firefly were a cute <laughs> game with robots mm-hmm like like that that's actually probably like thematically and like tonally it feels very firefly, firefly in terms of like yeah. like yeah you have these like like dirty scavengers that are messing everything up and you got this kind of like intergalactic government who's like stepping into things and you're kind of you know striding the gray area between those two like it's it's so much fun it's so Definitely. pretty and it's 
yeah, like that is actually, like, I regret not picking it up sooner, even though I absolutely wanted it for the longest time. Brian, you should buy it. It's good. Uh, yeah, it looks cool. Um, makes me want to play it again. I said the art Googled it. Yeah. Uh, pretty sweet. So Brian, I'm looking at the production document and I'm very concerned about the games you've been playing. Um, one of them involves watching uh, lesbians. Well, lesbians, oh, and I gotta ooh. say, Ugh. it's Adam and it's not Adam and Eve, or sorry, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Oh my so, goodness! Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about why you're playing this sinful, sinful content. Can we talk about how cute that comic was? I don't know if you two read, I didn't it, read it, but yeah. it was adorable. And yes, Tracer is um, canonically gay, canonically queer of some sort. Which I think is great. Um, which by, also, by the way, Overwatch is on sale. I think for like twenty or, or ten bucks off, and so you should. So don't be tempted to buy it because it's it's bad for you. Yeah, if you buy it, that's officially gay money, and um, it's too late. Uh, <clears throat> I've been playing the update for Overwatch, the holiday update, and it's just Overwatch with snow in some places, and that's <laughs> great because Overwatch is awesome and. So I highly recommend Overwatch. I feel like every time Overwatch is such an interesting phenomenon. Like, yeah, I think it works. For, you know, I I almost regret regret. Am I like five <laughs> years old? Regret. <laughs> I w- I regret asking. No, um, I feel like we should have asked Kevin when he was on a couple weeks ago. Like, if he gets into the the like fan lore of all these characters because it, it works on so many levels. Like, it's a pretty competent shooter. People also like it for all this, like the the sex stuff, you know. They want yeah. they want to bang those those heroes. Yeah, and like unabashedly bang these heroes. They don't care. Like the fandom is so into these characters, and like even before the game came out, like Overwatch yeah. porn was a huge thing. Yeah, it's just so cool. Like the, the, <laughs> there's something that can appeal to everybody. Like I don't know anybody that has like negative feelings toward Overwatch. There's someone everyone. You know I mean? So someone everyone can fuck. Yeah. yeah. So as somebody who like honestly did not really get into this rabbit hole but i saw that like like the character that everyone was like presumed most gay uh which i think zarya was probably the most like yeah she's probably gay. typically yeah. yeah yeah um yeah that they're like nah uh this one over here she's the gay one yeah like and it's like oh great and like it's not, it's not even that like they tell you by like showing her beautiful relationship with her wife right partner i think it's a girlfriend uh, yeah i'd her her partner let's say um yeah. yeah like and it's yeah and it wasn't like a just what everyone tracer's gay it's like no we just released a comic with her backstory like we never said she was straight like yeah that, that, that was on you guys so there's there's been so i've, I've really enjoyed reading everyone's takes on this because there's been so many like yes this is awesome to like yeah it's cool that there's representation but it's the hot one or yeah i've like it's just it's like full circle yeah, i love uh, it yeah <laughs> another important uh comment on that it's the character on the box yeah is, is, is the, the character the, on the box yeah, the one that, that you have to click play on to yeah. do quick play like she's um, the main character basically. too bad boys you can't have sex with her now <laughs> yeah so while you've been enjoying everyone's takes i've been really enjoying everybody posting like from the blizzard forums oh like, yeah i want my money oh, back my it's like god well it's your money's already so gay good. so you can't <laughs> oh, good. Uh, did you see the guy that was like i'm a top 500 straight <laughs> yeah kelsey sent that one to me it was hilarious <laughs> i didn't see that but it sounds oh, it's phenomenal. like i'm a top 500 
It's like he's ranked very well or something, and then he just yeah. yeah. Oh, he, he's on the uh, heterosexuality leaderboards. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's one um, of the best straights. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, so my funny. problem with the Overwatch holiday update is the main menu. It's just got this like generic, quiet, like vanilla Christmas music, and like I I loved the menu music before. Oh, I, didn't, like, I haven't even booted it up yet. Like, I, that's how I got hyped between matches. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm in the menu. The biggest that's right. piece of negative criticism I've seen toward the holiday update is that May's costume isn't cool enough. It's not. Yeah, same. That, that's what I've seen, too. Some people like it. I like that the uh, the cryo freeze, her, which is an ability of hers that makes her invulnerable by freezing her mm-hmm. in a block of ice. It becomes a snowman, and that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. That's pretty good. So is um, it just that they didn't make it hot enough? Um, well, no, because she's a cold character. They can't make it hot. Yeah, very funny. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's because it's just it's just a reskin with a Santa hat. No, yeah. She, yeah, she's just Santa. Oh, but um, I don't know. I think the I will say the best thing that I saw was the May in her um, in her holiday update skin. And when you win a game in Overwatch and you do really good, sometimes you'll get a a little play of the game, a little with, highlight like, reel. Yeah, a six second clip of you doing something really cool. And mm-hmm. those little, what when you are called a vine, if you will, yeah, a vine. And to to celebrate that, you get a, a cool little scene that shows to everyone who's playing in the game of your character sort of celebrating or reacting in some way. My favorite thing that I saw this week was uh, a May got a play of the game, and so it showed her, her her and her skin like her new skin pop up, and she like is just there, and, a, and it was a, a, high, a highlight intro of the Halloween update where her little robot that flies around with her, like scares her. Mm-hmm. And so the robot f- like flies her up around out right behind her and is in the little ghost sheet and it like scares her and she's, <laughs> yeah. And she's in her Santa hat and she freaks out and then turns into her like ice block and it has the Santa or the snowman head up top. That was just That's like pretty good. Halloween That's really Christmas. Good. It was uh, a yeah. nightmare before Christmas, if you will. Oh shoot! I just realized like all the horny costumes are gonna make for every single holiday. Like there's gonna be someone dressed up as a bunny for Easter, <laughs> but who's it gonna be? It couldn't um, be Mercy. I feel like Mercy just got her horny skin. Yeah, Mercy was the horniest in yeah, Halloween. Yeah, I, I just saw that on Twitter. <laughs> uh, it should be Torborn, but he, boy. Torborn has 87 kids apparently. <laughs> like Torborn, it, it should be Torborn. Well, Torbjorn being the sexy one. He fucks. He fucks. Yeah. I mean, of course, look at him. Yeah. Uh, um, we can't yeah, escape I, it. Yeah, I played like three matches since the update. Um, I, I need I'm, to get back into it. I'm horrendous at Overwatch. I'm we'll so bad We need to play together. Because yeah. then at least we can like make up for that by like trying to actually plan shit instead yeah. of like... Like, my biggest problem is that I'll be, like, Winston, who's a tank, who kind of, like, his role is to go in there and just, like, disrupt everything and take mm-hmm. everyone's attention. Like, like he's supposed to drop in around, like, all the other guys. And get and, fucking. Yeah. yeah. And every time I do that, like, you expect my team would, like, all right, like, they're all distracted. Let's take them out. And it's like, no, they're like, oh, they're distracted. We're going to peace. And I'm like, hey, guys, I'm over here. And then I, then I just die because yeah. I'm alone in yeah. a sea of baddies. Uh, um, so maybe we can play together roads and actually like, we should. like have some kind of semblance of like strategy and cohesion. I do have one strategy, one overwatch tip that I recently learned. Um, hot tip. Yeah. An overwatch hack, a little overwatch hack for you. Uh, I watched a video on YouTube. I can't remember who made it, but I'm sure nice. if you Google it, it'll pop up. The person was basically <laughs> talking about sensitivity. 
Uh, and while most mm. folks on PC think that they... He's a very emotional boy, upset about politically <laughs> correct culture. Exactly. He, so, so he was upset that they made Tracer gay. So he's just talking about open, like how sensitive he is to the, the you know. Yeah. I get it. That was part yeah. two of the video. Part one was talking about mouse sensitivity. Oh. And uh, basically, it just sort of debunked this idea that you need to be very good at twitching your arm and um, having a high sensitivity and actually encourage you to turn your sensitivity down so that when you're in the training range, you can point your crosshairs at one of the lights, the little circular lights, and mm-hmm. strafe back and forth and be able to, to follow it with your crosshair. And so oh. I recommend you to try that out if like you're having aiming troubles to try to just aim at a, a single non-moving object while strafing and then eventually go on to the little practice robots. I've been doing that yeah, a lot. I wonder, I wonder what that would take for console. I mean, I, mean I, I know you can adjust the sensitivity, but I wonder like how much tweaking you need to do. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be huh. the, the lesson, I think, transcends platform. Interesting. So, so I'm actually going to find out who made that video right now as, as we go on Should. to something else. We're coming up uh, on an hour. Should we move on yeah. to our... Oh, yeah. we also didn't talk to you about this, Mikey. We might not be calling it hot takes anymore. Oh, man. Because hot takes resp- require responding really quickly to news. I, I guess. They're just like bad takes. <laughs> I, I like hot takes. Hot Wait, takes. We, we can keep I, I'm being topical. Okay. Yours, yours is just being a grump. It's true. Um, I have never been so ambivalent toward the holidays as I am this year. Uh, and I think holidays are bad. Their name was Tony Moe, by the way. Uh, Overwatch Tony How Mo? to Sensitivity and Strafing Noob Tips. Okay. Thank you, Tony Moe. Thank you, Tony Moe. We're going to follow you on Twitter soon. Anyway, yeah, I don't really have anything more to add. I'm just, like, not super stoked about holidays. Well, you'll be able to come over to our Friendsgiving we're having, and then we're going to play video games, and it'll I'm be good. excited about that. That's the one. There's multiple shining beacons this holiday season, but that one's the brightest. Yeah. Like, I... I can't say for certain what uh, dishes my roommate's going to be cooking up, but they sound good. They'd be fucking. Yeah. Um, if we can get enough controllers, like if we can get like a full four-player Overcooked game going on, that'd be, so that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Evan said he might bring his lady, too. Yeah, yeah, she'll probably be there. We're going to... Cool. We're, we're probably going to have a uh, slightly larger-than-small gathering. I had one of those mm. this past weekend. It was very fun. We had like 15 people in a big potluck. Nice. And uh, I got real drunk and didn't throw up. Nice. Nice. Like, yeah, we'll probably have enough people for a full room of uh, Jackbox games. Sweet. Yeah. So I might get another controller then. Just yeah, because I've always wanted one and now I have an excuse. Um, cool beans. Um, my hot take. Uh, DuckTales 2017 is the best TV show of 2017. Wow. Wins that wow. Emmy with that, its stellar cast. What about Terrace House? Well, I don't know yet. It's going to be a diff- diff- uh, different group of boys and girls. The next season's in Hawaii. It's going to be great. It's no longer in Tokyo? or no, no longer in Japan. This season, I think, it was... It wasn't at least consecutive years in Tokyo. But, yeah, moving from Tokyo to Hawaii. Um, but... Uh, like, okay, I did actually have it up here. So, yeah, uh, the new DuckTales has David Tennant as Scrooge McDuck, 
Danny Pudi, Bobby Moynihan, and Beck Bennett, or no, and uh, Ben Schwartz as Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Beck Bennett is Launchpad McQuack. Kate McCucci is Webby Vanderquack. And I love all of six of those people very much. And Disney XD has actually been pretty good lately. Like, Star Wars Rebels is fantastic. I don't and know how to watch any of that. I almost bought season two on Blu-ray because it was only it was the first time I actually... Yeah, it was like 15 bucks. My friend just picked it up. I haven't well, even I seen season one, but I, again, I also don't know how to watch it. It might be on um, Netflix pretty soon here because of Disney and Netflix. Keep going, Mike. Yeah, it might be. I, I have a PlayStation View and... Oh, I want that. Yeah, it's it's good. I like it. Um, yeah, and then I just have the Disney XD app on my Apple TV, and I just watch it from there. It's there very go. good. Um, cool. No, I am really excited. Like, like I was telling you guys, like I never really had too much, uh, too much of a relationship with Ducktales. I loved Tailspin growing up, but not a lot with Ducktales. Uh, I, I love this cast, though. I think Disney XD has been in a pretty consistent groove like also with uh gravity falls um just oh, phenomenal animated show there's a couple other disney xd shows that are pretty damn good like even though i don't like it Phineas and ferb's good like and it's something i can appreciate but i personally can't yeah. get into yeah. like th- their their shows are smarter than they let on and yeah. i'm actually really excited to see what they can do with such a fucking talented cast of people. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, for my hot take, uh, I think it's time to stop ranking your favorite Star Wars movies. Um, oh, but Episode Five is the best. Yeah, uh, right. Episode Five is the best. It's you know Rogue One's good. Followed by Episode Four, and then I think Rogue One is pretty good. Rogue One is good. Episode Two is the worst. Okay. Yes, and then Episode One. Uh, yeah. And then three. This is my point exactly. Yeah. There are eight Star Wars I, I movies. I think four is the worst of the original trilogy, to be honest. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I like Jedi more than I like New Hope. Okay, well, five, five, six, four, three, two, one. Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, where's seven in Rogue One? Oh, shit. See, this is the problem. There are too many Star Wars movies now. Oh, there are not too many. No. But they each have numbers. And it's. I'm getting tired of like coming out of a Star Brian, Wars movie and everyone just having Brian, to put it in only order. Eight. You know what? There's only eight of them. There are eight Harry Potters, and the Harry Potter fans don't talk about their favorite their favorite ranking of movies. They yeah, absolutely do. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, Harry Potter fans. Six, six is the best. I think I already talked about Harry Potter fans at some point. Anyway, I did too. That was like episode one. Uh, I just think that ep- they're episode three of Harry Potter is the best Harry Potter. <laughs> Maybe I just don't listen to them. Um, um, you shouldn't. Stop. Then probably number seven. <laughs> Uh, hey, what's the best Lord of the, Lord of the Rings movie? Yeah, what's the best Hobbit movie? Trick question. Uh, I think it's I, I think Two Towers, but that's also my favorite book. More like two hours. It's actually like three hours. Yeah. Anyway, I see your point, Brian. Um, it's yeah. I was talking to you about this before Mikey joined the call. Uh, yeah. I love Star Wars, and nice. I may someday. <laughs> that's it. Um, I'll take. Hot take. Uh, I may someday stop liking Star Wars. No. Um, but either way, I at this point in my life, I don't care what anyone else has to say about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Except for you two, of course. But like, like I don't... Ugh, like, Brian, you posted the other day that Rogue One was pretty good. And then a, a friend commented saying, eh. Like, just like, EH. I'm not going to say anything to that. I don't know what to say. Like, that's... that's uh, you're wrong. That's great you it's, didn't like it's it. It's very easy to say. 
Yeah. But the, like, I, I think to Brian and I are, are, are just sort of like, let us enjoy it and stop poo pooing over everything. Like, and I won't like force feed it down your throat if you don't like it, but just like the don't last talk to me about it. <laughs> the last three minutes of rogue one yeah. are the best three minutes of star Wars. They're so good. Yeah. They were really like, good. Yeah. That, that, that last scene, which I don't want anyone nope. to ruin for anybody is amazing. It's like what no one asked um, for, but everyone appreciated. Yeah. And it's like, I legitimately have a single complaint about the movie and, uh, without really spoiling anything, just so you guys know where I'm at, mm-hmm. there's a dad joke in the movie mm-hmm. that oh. absolutely did not need to be in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I agree with that. I did. Yeah. yeah. I, I like, but, but uh, otherwise I, like absolutely adored that movie. Yeah. Um, it doesn't like, it, it's the movie I wanted, which like the two people I saw it with, like went like radio silence on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how long ago it was. It might've been like comic con, but they announced that there's not an opening crawl. It's the first movie without that the, was a the surprise to me. text. Yeah. Like they, they announced that like months and months ago. And like, I kind of thought it was common knowledge. And like my two friends I saw it with down in San Francisco were like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. They announced that ages ago. I got, I got to be that guy too, where I so, just sort of, everyone said, I can't wait for the opening crawl. And I said, I kept my mouth shut. And then they were just like, Oh, Oh yeah. So yeah. like, like that, it like initially set them the wrong way, but they went into it, not expecting it. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think it fits like this movie is like, if you do that, you're setting it up and it, you're setting up an expectation that it's going to be like the same tone as the other movies and it's a totally different movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think uh, it it is. Yeah. It's better off being its own thing and not having the crawl. Um, Brendan, Brendan Silk, a friend of the pod. Um, he posted a great Facebook status that I saw the other day and, uh, went went ahead and did you like it? I liked it. Nice. Their take was force awakens was really fun. Rogue one was really good. And that's all I Brendan or was that Charlie? That was Brendan. I'm looking at oh, okay. his Facebook. And gotcha. that's all I need to hear. I don't need to hear like your order of, of movies based off of canon and then your head canon. Like, yeah. You know what's going to be well, good? Episode 8 is going to be good. Han Solo is going to be good. Whatever else they put out no, is probably going to be good. It's going to be good. I don't know about Han Solo. It's going to be good. We'll see about Han Solo. And I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll call it. it right now. I called it a year ago, but I'll say it again. Uh, in 2028, they're going to re-release episode 4. Like rebooting, they're going to reboot episode four, five, and six. They, they need to reboot the prelu- the prequels before they That'd do be, anything else. If they can actually do like a fucking good job with the prequels, man. Yeah, that 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 takes precedence. But like, yeah, I think so the way that I said it yeah. is that Star Wars Episode Seven is a new story with a familiar tone, and Rogue One's a familiar story with a new tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like yeah, like it's it's a lot of stuff that like we kind of have known, or at least it's familiar to us, but they're showing a different side of it that we have never seen before. And then episode seven, it's all new things, but like, yeah, but it captures the same tone as episode four, which was most people's complaint with it, which I personally didn't understand. I I like that movie. Uh, That's going to do it for us. We could, we could do, if you guys want a whole episode on star Wars, I wouldn't mind. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could that'd be kind of fun yeah i am always down to talk about star wars i've got 
a couple Star Wars pops at my desk. I've got this print of Darth Vader and Boba Fett from the guy who created Carnage up mm. on my wall. I've got a bunch of posters. I, I'm always down to talk about Star Wars. Do droids fuck? Um, that's uh, yes. That's going to do it for us at yeah, fans the, of the genre. The, that's why they have the like his and her output. That's why they, oh. they call it the, call it the male parts. Maybe the female parts. Just, just it, every time you put your USB drive into a computer, that's my USB sex, drive isn't activity. a droid. Yet, but but they have them. They have ports and they have yeah. sticks and dongles. That's a good point. Do you think they feel anything when that happens? Oh, they'd be fucking. Do droids feel? They'd be fucking. Um, do they dream of droid sheep? They sure made me feel in Rogue One. Let me tell you. Anyways, <laughs> real quick, uh, Alex Vigu also asks what our stances are on Capri Sun. Uh, I'll go first. Yes, you did. Um, I well, I think for me, Capri Sun is always something to look fondly, like look back fondly on. But I don't. It, I I can imagine what it tastes like now, and I don't think I'd be into it. Okay. So conceptually. Yes, Capri Sun, mm-hmm. all the way. That being said, there are some garbage flavors of Capri yes. Sun. Wild Cherry sucks ass. What? <laughs> Agreed. Um, Brian, what do you think of Capri Sun? Uh, strawberry Kiwi is still good. Okay. Do you still drink it? No, not unless it's in front of me. When's the last time it was in front of you? Uh, I bought some for an event that we held on Do campus. you ever drink it when it's like behind you? I can't. I can't. <laughs> okay. I can't. Mike, so, so most things could, you drink when they're in front of you. Uh, next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening to fans of the genre. If you like the show, you can rate us on iTunes like Lil Bub Fan 666 did. Guess who that one was? Um, human and feline approved. I listen to this show every Monday with my cat. Hard hitting coverage and discussion of games, potatoes, and feelings with three very good boys. Two paws yes. way up. I don't know who that is. Or. Or well, like Jay, what? That's not good because it, two paws. Oh, we want four is, paws. A, well, well, yeah, but on on iTunes, it's a five star system. So she we got she. We got short, we got short change three paws. We only got two of five paws. We got five stars and two paws. Oh, that's like that's seven yeah. paws. And well, that paws. cat has four paws, so we still only got a fifty hey, percent four paws. Rating. Would, four paws would be a faux paw. Okay, next one. Uh, or like. You could read the show like uh, J Money in the NW did. Fun show about games. A fun show about current games in the industry. I don't normally listen to these types of podcasts, but this one is one I check in with and get my news. Um, that was my brother doing me a solid <laughs> and just <laughs> coming up with any sort of descriptor for a gaming podcast, but I think it's helping. That We're getting some, getting some numbers. News. Last episode was the, most, was the best one we've released yet. Uh, news, uh, not in terms news. Of first week. News, not news. Yeah. Well, that's it. Rate us like those two did. Please. Um, Follow us on Twitter at Fans of Genre. Next year, we'll be back next year. Um, Maybe with a Facebook page. Nikes, that's right. Facebook paste? Who the fuck am I? Uh, Facebook page. Um, Some new artwork. Maybe some new music. Maybe Maybe some goals. Some some goals. We should do some goals for for the next episode that we Um, should announce. We should get our dreams all in order so uh, Yuki, the tap dancer from Terrace House, can approve of them. What a nice Because when you watch the show, you will realize that he likes when people have dreams and aspirations, and we don't want to disappoint him because he's one of the best characters. What a nice boy. I No, Yuki's the 
He's the worst. Oh. I I don't like the whole. I didn't like the whole like making people cry thing. Okay. I get it. H- have you gotten much past that? Yeah, a couple episodes. He's a really good dancer. No, like he. So when when he explains it, which this is now another episode of the show. <laughs> uh, no, like he comes from a good place, and I feel like yeah. there's a lot of stuff that the, that did ended up getting edited out of the show because they talk about like other people opened up about theirs, but they never show it. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of reference it offhand. So yeah. I, re- he's coming from a good place. It's just that he happened to make uh, Yuriko my uh, Your my dream boat. Do not say waifu. Fuck. No, I, yeah, I <laughs> best, did not want to say that best word. Girl. Um, she she was the best girl. She yeah. was. was uh. Oh fuck! Ruined. Um, she's the best. She's so pretty, and she's so nice. And Yuki made her cry, but he makes up for it. Um, but Uchi's the worst. Hearing you Uchi's talk about awful. Is he the hair boy? He's the hair boy. I don't like the hair boy. He doesn't um, have very. He, he does have a really tender moment later on. Yeah, like quite he a bit later on. The date at the aquarium. Sorry, spoiler. He doesn't have fancy hair for being a fancy hair boy. Uh, so okay, whenever he has that shitty bowl cut, I love you. Goodbye. Let, let goodbye, him pull goodbye, his hair goodbye, back, goodbye, and then goodbye, he gets goodbye. really pretty. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>